Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. My name is Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, well, we have a sponsor. Who's that? Cheshire Impact on a mission to help you maximize your use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. Now, my guest for today, so excited to introduce her to you. We've worked together for many a moon, and she is awesome, and she has so much wisdom to share. She probably knows more about Pardot than I do at this point. Amazing. She is actually certified Pardot consultant, not the specialist. If you're a specialist, one day you'll become a consultant, but she is certified up the wazoo with Pardot. She knows it. She's a power user. She's also here at Cheshire. She's the director of professional services. The Poobah, the one that helps make sure everyone's having success. It's amazing. She is a great manager, a mother, and an all-around badass. Introducing Grayson Daniels. How are you? Hey, hey, I'm good. I think that's the first time I've been called a badass, so I'll take it. <laughs> you are a badass. So <laughs> <Love> badass. <laughs> well, let me remind people the theme of why we, we brought you. I'm sure your emails are piling up as we speak, but why we brought you in and just why I wanted people to hear and chat with you. The theme this month is along that CSI, that maturity model for marketing automation, right? We had people just going off and just, they'd buy a really expensive tool and use it to batch and blast. We're like, guys, what are you doing? Stop it. So we created this roadmap. And so all along this year, we've had things like getting to know your buyer, how to do good segmentation, nurture campaigns, and reporting, ROI, all sorts of good stuff. Aligning with sales. And these are all good things. We could chat about these too. But now we're getting toward the end, the final phase, the phase of optimization where you can really crank things up and have fun. And it's all about personalization and customizing that journey to the buyer, understanding more about it, and then also some of those advanced things. Um, but come to find out, we got to make sure we have the basics done too. So, you know, I just want to pass you Thor's hammer here. And are there any myths? Yes, receive the hammer. Got it. Are there any myths that you want to smash in any boat? I'm sure you get a lot of this preconceptions that people have when they first come to start working with us. They thought the sky was yellow and it's actually, no, it's blue. That dress is, that dress is black and gold. It's not, you know, the, you remember that thing from the old Yeah, day? blue and white. Yeah, I don't remember. Blue and, yeah, blue blue and white or black and gold or. Yeah, I saw like blue, I think. But, but yeah, so what do you want to smash? What are people thinking that we need to just set the record straight right off the bat? Totally. When it comes to personalization and dynamic content, which is super important and a really cool thing to do, um, a lot of times though, people think that data doesn't matter, the data that you have, or like that the data is an afterthought when in reality, it's probably one of the most important parts to right. this piece of our roadmap. Data is an afterthought. So are they just skipping over it all together? Yeah. Or just that like, ah, we'll just take what we have and we'll just go with it. You know, like, right. nah, we don't have to spend time cleaning it up or making it nice and pretty or, mm. you know, or working to working with what we have. You know, typically, I think a lot of times like marketers will come into their company, you know, if they've, if there's been a marketing team, maybe they're taking over a role, for example, and they'll just be like, all right, let's just work with what we have and let's move forward where they won't take a step back necessarily and say like, let's, let's see what we're working with. Let's see what we need to clean up. Let's just do what we have. And a lot of times, unfortunately, I think, you know, their predecessors, the people before them, they maybe didn't take the time to do that as they went. And so it just like right. the dirty data piles on and piles mm. on and then someone's just stuck with it. And so I think that 
that can be a little bit overwhelming. And a lot of times marketers will just say, all right, well, that, that's someone else's master. Let's just work with what we have just so we can do something, you know? Right. And just like, accept the fact that my deliverability is going to be like 50%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a scary thought. That's like it really is sending your, e- yeah. I mean, bad emails, that's the biggest one. And that's mm-hmm. honestly the easiest one to fix. And really, totally. that, and that's the first one, I think, in my opinion, that you should okay. your email addresses too. Because if you think about your email reputation, thinking about my personal reputation, like I want my personal reputation to be good. So don't you want your email reputation in the way that you're, representing your company and your brand to be really high and to be a really good reputation. Well then, yeah, then let's start with that first piece and have a high deliverability rate. How do we do that? We have some really good clean email addresses to send. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like that time to, we all want to have good personal reputations, right? Yeah. Um, Honesty, integrity, I guess it's a synonym, but all the good (laughs) things, right? We want things that are good not the negative and and that almost hurts us more than anything right it's just that personal hit of people maybe you can't trust us or that person's a liar or you know whatever the case may be so we we want that personal reputation so carry forward that same thing into into your marketing and you want that email reputation to be good maybe you could just break it down what is email reputation for people because if i don't think a lot of people know so maybe you could just sort of i mean what is that yeah, I mean, it's it's like who you're sending to. Are you sending to good email addresses? So yes, if you're sending to good email addresses, your reputation is going to be higher. It's just how you come off as a marketing presence. Like when you send emails, are you sending good emails? Are you sending spammy emails? Are you sending to spammy email addresses? Are you batching and blasting? So it's just what does the, your overall presence look like in the world of email? Um, you know, how do you come off? So I think email address is a big one. And then of course, I think the content of your email too is the other piece of it of, you know, email servers are finicky little buggers and we really want to make sure that, you know, we're getting through to them, you know, again, just like in a personal relationship, you want to get through to someone. So with your email servers, let's get through to them and get to our, you know, recipients inboxes. How are we going to do that? Let's send to real live email addresses that actually exist in the world and let's send some really good content and not just send one big image in an email, you know, like uh, a, a PDF uh, yeah. image or something that's like, you know, the flyer of your event rather than having like actual text in your email. Oh, geez. Yeah. So uh, I'm writing that one down because we're going to have to come back and beat that one up. But before we do <laughs> on the email, I got to quote you on this email servers are finicky little buggers. I know. I don't know where that came from. That I don't think I've ever used the word bugger. That is like classic Grayson right there. I love that. Uh, I could see like a social image on Instagram being like finicky buggers, like roaming around. It's like, so yeah, it's so true. I mean, they're out there and they don't just want to pass on spam because then those servers get hit for having a bad reputation. So everyone's trying to protect themselves, CYA really. And so when you send your emails out, even if you're not spamming, but they look like it or they act like it, um, in one of the best ways to your point, you can act like you're like a, you're a spam engine is to have, bullshit email addresses that don't work and so when the server gets a a whole bunch of requests and half of them don't work it's like okay whoever this is we're shutting them off because either have really bad data or they're just a scamster Mm -hmm. you know from some random country 
trying to just, you know, pull a fast one on us. So they shut yeah. you down and then your deliverability tanks. Um, you know, actually I started working with a customer um, that came over from another tool. Uh, let's see that rhymes with fact. Um, mon fact, mon. Okay. Yeah. Fact mon. Yeah. Fact mon. And uh, <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't, I'm, I'm bad at rhyming. <laughs> I should get Lizzie in here. Like, Hey Lizzie, what rhymes with this word? Uh, so they, he came over from there and he was getting 50% deliverability, which I've never seen. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, and what, what was crazy is this guy, um, he was like, look, I need help. We need to probably move over to Pardot. Um, this deliverability is crazy. But he was starting to accept it, like take it for, well, this is what happens. Yeah. Like, no, dude. No. I mean, yeah, we were, this isn't okay. People were talking about getting from 97 to 99% deliverability. That's where you should be playing, like not this 50%. But what was crazy is he, this guy was like a network engineer. And he was actually the guy they called on 9-11 to help restore communications at the Pentagon. Wow. And they're like, hey, we need to get an email back. Stat. And so they brought him in and he was helping repair this stuff. So this guy actually knew what was going on with fact, fuck, whatever the other. Yep, fact mod. <laughs> <laughs> I need better for the, yeah, I can't even make one up. It's like that early. You know, we have the gigantic Starbucks. It's not helping. <laughs> right. By the time I get to the bottom, I'll have good, good creativity. But yeah, so he was really frustrated with them. And it was almost reminded me of like the old guy that like, knows what's going on he's trying to tell people but no one's really listening to him so he was mm -hmm. trying to tell this other company look the reason that your emails are suffering here is because one they were using google gmail to push everything and they were pushing everything too fast through their servers and so it was just rejecting stuff and these were people he actually knew so and there were a lot of gov addresses and other things but he actually knew these people one-to-one -one, and he was getting a 50 percent deliverability so it was mm -hmm. like man the platform was goofed up it wasn't his email addresses, but the platform was, but man, deliverability is so important. Yeah. The message doesn't get through. You don't even have an at bat, you know? Right. Like you, yeah. Your game got rained out. Yeah. I mean, that's number one. It's like, you know, the, what's our purpose here? Our purpose is to, to market, to get content in front of people. Well, if we're not even getting it through those finicky mail servers, you know, then that, what, what was all your hard work for, you know? Right. So let's, let's try to crush that and, and work through it. So back to data, tell me more about that. Like, have you had any goofy mishaps where people messed up your data? I mean, I've just worked with so many clients that, you know, in, in previous companies too, where I've worked that, you know, make you sit back and I'm such a data nerd. I really am. Like I probably yeah. should have worn my glasses today so I could oh, you know, yeah, like, that'd push be awesome. up in the middle because I'm such a data nerd. <laughs> we, but, can, we can wear our glasses next show. Yeah, there we go. Next time. There you go. There you go. Data nerd. <laughs> but I've worked with so many clients and again, companies I've worked with before that it's just like, let's, let's take a step back and like, what's going on here and why is this just a mess or why right. is your, why are all your states spelled wrong or why aren't your right. states like in the same format? Like, let's just make this clean. And I'm such a type A personality too, that I think that really goes along with that. That I'm like, hello, this is just driving me nuts because I can't, you know, I can't, I can't process things that aren't like clean and orderly. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, one of the kids got a magazine in the mail to help him help uh, him read. And a big, probably size 18 font, it said, Savinger Hunt. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Uh, I am the first person to pick out typos in books. Yes. It drives my husband crazy because I'll be like, you know, sitting there reading, you know, at night or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I just found a typo. He's like, right. man, you need to be an editor, like a, you know, work totally. for a be an editor. Totally. So. Well, Tina, Tina found it was like, this is outrageous. You know, how, how could they be? This is for teach kids spelling and reading. And I was like, well, maybe you had a bad day. Um, or she, and she's in size 18 font. And I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> right. there. <laughs> and there were multiple sets of eyes on that magazine too. Yeah. You know? If like, you had one sentence, it would be the big one, hopefully. And yeah. that was the one that was messed up. <laughs> That's so, funny. Crazy. So, you know, I've also had like them mix up. I don't know if they've ever mixed up like Grayson, but I've had like Casey as a, as a girl. So they're like, oh my gosh. They're like, they're like, Hey girl, <laughs> like cool oh, intro, but yeah. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. So they do that all the time. I mean, I get if I get phone calls or you know like regular snail mail, but that's like yeah. the worst offenders of this. Honestly, that says mm. to Mister Grayson Daniels, I'm uh, like immediately in the trash. You you don't know me. You know, it's one don't of those like know. I get offended. I still get offended, and I've had my name you know my whole dang life. But um, yeah, it's one of those where it's like, just check your data or just don't use it at all. You know, it's, and I know right. it's, you know, especially with, with snail mail, it's a bunch of the batch and blast where they're not paying attention to that stuff. But right. let's really just like think about, you know, what's the data we need to use and what's really the most relevant. And then if, if we want to use that piece, is it going to be accurate? You know, we're not going to get it yeah. perfect every time because, you know, we're really working for progress, not perfection. But, Ooh, you know, like we, we really want to just make progress and really think about it and step back. Because, again, you know, I'm tired of getting Mr. Grace and Daniels. So just send it to Grace and Daniels. I promise I won't be offended if you're not using the, you know, the salutation. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? If you're – this is 2018, I think. Um, I'm getting old now, so I don't know. I could, but 2018, if you're still using Mr. in your email salutation. Oh, my gosh. I know. You're, you've missed the boat. Or you're one of those spammers from Africa saying that, oh, dear Mr. Cheshire, we've come into lots of money. We want yes. to send to you. Please give us your bank account <laughs> yeah, exactly. and uh, we will send you diamonds. Right. You know, it's like, no, no one does that anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Things are much more, much more laid back these days. I mean, there's definitely the industries where you kind of have to be a little bit more buttoned up, but for sure, things are more laid back where it's like, let's just use your first name and then, you know, we'll be good. You won't even have to deal with this issue. So, you know, it, that reminds me of another story. I, I don't know if you, who was this? There was a, someone sent us an email. I don't think it was, maybe it was like a client before they worked with us or something, but uh, someone, people do this all the time in Salesforce. They were, it said if someone didn't work there anymore, they would like, do a middle name or they would, they would put, they would edit the first name oh, to yeah, say like, yeah. doesn't work here anymore. Uh -huh. So it was like, Casey doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> right. But so someone actually died. And so they wrote, so they wrote like, it was like John, like John is dead. Oh right? my And gosh. then that, that's not the way to do it folks. Right. No. So, so you put unsubscribe button. That's one in part out. There's one in Salesforce. They can sync together. It's magical. Uh, use that, right? And other people have deleted the email address. That's also horrible. Don't mm -hmm. don't do these things. But they had written like "is dead" next to the person's name, and it and they sent out a, a mailer mm. to his office. And it was like uh, kind of bad taste, guys. You yeah. know, people wrote back and were like, "Okay, so and so, like this is horrible, right?" And it was like yeah. massive foot in mouth. So like, don't do that. Oh you know, God. don't mess with individual fields to add some other data to it. Use another one. You know. 
Yeah, totally. Or just like simply add, and I don't know if it's a something standard in you know Salesforce, but something I've done in the past too is we had a field like no longer at company, and then yeah. you check that box, and then you make a suppression list. You know, easy, easy enough just to do something like that. That's a good to, point. Even again, if you don't CYA. Have it. Yeah, like a little yeah. check box. It takes five minutes to do that. I mean, we have it. So I, we've had it for so long. I even take it for granted. I don't know if we put it there or it was there to begin with. But yeah, we, again, that, I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 So something like that to, to keep track of it. Um, I've also gotten like Victoria's Secrets, like catalogs and all sorts of goofy things. And uh, oh, actually, another time I was joining an implementation call uh, or it was a sales training and and everyone was disappointed. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't. It was uh, many moons ago when I was a trainer. Mm. Um, I was going on site with some people, firefighters. They thought it was like, oh, we're going to have this Casey girl come in and train us. Oh, and- no. <laughs> So I show up like, hey guys, they're like, oh man. <laughs> yep, I've had that too, where I've gotten on client calls, you know, and I don't, I don't really work with a lot of clients anymore, but I had that a lot where I would get on client calls and they're like, I'm like, hey, this is Grayson at Cheshire Impact. And they're like, whoa, what? I, we were kind of expecting a male voice. And I said, yeah, I get that all the time. You know, like <laughs> just go into it without any of these expectations and then you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, you know, if you like, it's that hard to do it, even knowing the name or right. having met the person. So don't try to take leaps and bounds with your data, right? Keep yeah. it simple. And then you can, you can miss less. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So data, data ties into reporting, I guess, garbage in, garbage out. Do you, what do you, what do you see on uh, in that regard? And yeah, I mean, I think with that, it's just, again, data nerd here, reports. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, love, I love building reports, all of that. But it's, you know, if you don't, if you have funky, weird, old data, whenever you run your reports on, you know, how many people are we sending to or like building, kind of like building lists in a way of like segmentation of, you know, who are we working with in this in this region or in this territory and we don't have the right data or we have funky data. Yeah. It's just your reports, your, your data is not going to be accurate. Your reporting is not going to be accurate. So you're not going to be able to make good plans for your next quarter or to put plans in place for the next year or anything like that. So it's just, it's tough. So again, it comes back to if you want your reports to be accurate and you're reporting to your executives, you know, let's make sure that we have some really good, stuff to work from so that we can make accurate plans moving forward. Interesting. Yeah. You know, and we'll have to talk more about this and even just like maybe adding it to the CSI, but you wrote a blog post about, was it prepping data or how to just clean, how to clean some simple tips to clean your data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause let's, it's let's, a big, it's a big keep, task. Yeah. Preach on because let's talk about it. Yeah. So one of them goes back to my first one. My first point I made a little bit earlier was start with your email addresses. That's honestly okay. like the biggest and the easiest thing to start with. Cause it's, it's the most obvious, you know, like, okay, we're going to email. Right. All right. Well, let's clean up our emails because what you don't want to do is have this, you know, your database of 50,000 prospects um, and you know, with email addresses and then you go and fix other pieces of data and then you go and send them an email and then you realize half of them aren't even good emails. Again, you're going to mm. defect affect your deliverability rate, totally. but then you also wasted time by fixing data on these people that may not even exist. So let's start with your emails. Oh, clean those, you know what I mean? It's just wasted time. It's just, Hey, let's be more efficient at this. Let's figure out, you know, let's, let's just be the most productive we can be and be the, 
be you know efficient so let's start with emails get right. the the dead ones the dead emails out of the way the old the dirty ones the ones that don't exist and then we can take the next steps on cleaning our data on the ones that we're actually going to send to so the ones that we can focus on yeah i, I could imagine you could waste so many cycles cleaning data that you're never going to actually action on exactly right yeah and oh. so it's let's start with that again right. at the end of the day we're sending an email so yeah. let's clean our emails and then we can move on from there. Yes. So okay, cool. Lots of cool email tools that you can use, you know, to, to cleanse your list that will kind of, you know, give you good reports back of, oh, these are valid or these aren't valid. And then right. let's just use that. And that's really going to be one of, one of the easiest things you can do yeah. um, to start, you know, making strides in your data cleanup. Okay. Next. Sweet. Yes. My next one is to start small. Once you've done your emails, let's start small. So this kind of comes back to, I think I mentioned this earlier, um, and this is one of those tedious tasks, but it does make a difference, is to do the, the like country state fields. Those are the ones that I've done so many projects for clients that are like, especially when you're working with tools that work together, like Salesforce and Pardot, for instance, the way you can set them up is like Salesforce reads state codes Whereas you might be capturing the full state name in oh, part or on your forms. And then you're having so much like conflicting data and things aren't going to sync properly. And it's just going to be like ugly and messy and everything's just going to fall apart. Yeah. So we want to get everything. Right? Yeah. Really see that if you had, you were asked to stay in the one system was like New Hampshire and the other one was like, we're looking for NH where, what's yeah. this New Hampshire. And then like they don't even talk and they maybe don't even get the data. Yeah, exactly. They just sit in this like queue of like, we're uh, confused. We don't know what to do. So that it just like, it just stops. Yeah, the confused queue. So that's one of those things. And again, I preface this by saying it's a tedious task. And I think yeah. in my blog post, I even said this type of work is best done with a cup of coffee and your favorite Spotify playlist. Because, yeah. and I've done this, I've done this a lot with clients. I mean, it's, it's annoying. Like I'm going to be candid. It's annoying but it's honestly really, really helpful. And just to sit, this is like Excel work 101, where it's like, take sure. your South Carolinas and change the first one to SC and then drag it all the way down to oh. update all the rest of them to SC, re-import it, and then you're good to go. So it's not hard work, but it's tedious work. You know right. what I mean? You got, you got to get it done. Yeah, but that's one of those things where it's, it's I say start small because it's, it's easy, but it makes a difference. It's like... Um, my husband and I did this debt snowball thing to like pay off my student Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, up, one of my faves. And he said, start with your smallest balance yeah. because then as you start to pay it off, like you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Cause you're starting to see your numbers, like, you know, the amount you owe totally. uh, get less and less, like to start with the smallest balance. So that kind of range true for that. It's like start small and do those easy, tedious things, because then once you're done, you're like, oh my gosh, I made so much progress. And it just feels like it's more easily digestible. That's you know? so cool. You know, so many people push back on Dave. They're like, well, my interest rate on this one is 9.7. And this one is like 8.2. So doing the math, I actually say, he's like, dude, it's not even about that. It's about yeah. behavior change, which exactly. is being excited to having this done. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. so much of that yeah. like mental, like in your brain where it yeah. just like, it resonates with you so much more when you're like, Oh my gosh, I paid off this $500 loan. You know, I have so much to go, but like I did that, you know, and now I can move on to the $2,000 loan and then I yeah. can move on to the $5,000, you know, it's, it's really cool. So it's like the, the data snowball. 
<laughs> the data snowball. I like that. So start small, data snowball. Yeah. Do you eventually go back and, I mean, is this something where you can go back and fix it so that Pardot's thinking the right codes so that you don't have to manually change it or or how does that work out? Well, I think moving forward, um, yeah. it's like acquire the most relevant data and then acquire the right data to begin with. So like you're dealing with, so this is like historical data. Oh, okay, it's like dealing, the cleanup. Yeah, your point. yeah this yeah. is the cleanup. And then moving yeah. forward, kind of going back some steps with like progressive profiling, things like that. It's like, and this is another one of my points is use the least amount of text fields possible because mm. with text fields, you're just going to have, well, I can't even imagine. Like if I just sat here and typed with my eyes closed, I would probably try to type like the banana is yellow and I'd type something that looks like, it's yeah. funny, you know, <laughs> like that, that's just, you're, you're setting up for human error, which there's a lot of human error, especially since we all have 5 million things going on per day. We can't really focus very well on one thing, even if it's just like typing South Carolina into a text box. Oh geez. The so like, let's, yeah. 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 So let's acquire like the most accurate data as much as possible. So let's just make it a pick list. Let's make it a drop down with the state code. There you go. Done. Moving forward. You know, so it's like let's clean up what we have now. And then moving forward, this won't be an issue because we're taking the right steps to actually fit, you know, fix it. Right. And as you're cleaning up, you're probably noting the things that are the most tedious. You're like, wow, okay, I'm cleaning this up. I mean, we just spent like eight minutes doing South Carolina. So let's go ahead and make, yeah. <laughs> make that change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now we are able to see the different matches and not matches. Okay, cool. And the least amount of text fields possible. That makes sense. Spelling is not everyone's strong point. Yeah. I mean, that, again, <laughs> and again, that's just another one too, where it's like, let's just give them, yeah, the least amount of room for human error. Yeah. And then also just the least amount of choices. Like let's make it easy for people and make it simple so that right. when we're putting together our campaigns, you know, we have just, we're working with just a little bit of data rather than 500 choices of things to work. Right. On. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So we're cleaning up. We started with email. We started small. Is there a next step to that? Yeah, the least amount of text fields was the, the oh, yeah, was the next amount. one. Oh, yep. 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 I, I wrote that down. I didn't third put a starting okay. <laughs> Third point. And then I guess just moving forward is just like acquire the right, you know, learn uh, from what you've done and then take the next steps to make sure that, you know, you're set up for success in the future. Right. So you don't have to do, come back and do a cleanup every time. That makes exactly. sense. Exactly. I know it's one of those overwhelming, like, projects and again the more people you have in your database it's it's a it's a bigger elephant to work with you know right. but again let's take it one bite at how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time that's so, true so you know just start small and then work your way up and then and then we won't even have an elephant in the room because our data is right. going to be awesome moving forward that's really cool it does have me wondering though i wonder if people do eat elephant you know um i don't know i hope not because they're so cute you know Okay, so I googled it, but of course it has like nothing but that quote over and over and over. Again. Cool. <laughs> so maybe no, they don't eat an elephant, which I feel better about. Like, don't eat Dumbo. Come on. I'm typing in elephant meat. I don't know if I should Google this or not. That's okay. <laughs> um, what does elephant taste like? Hmm. Okay, so something for another time. <laughs> I think someone's gonna check your search history and then come like arrest you. <laughs> I don't think it's illegal. I, I was these kind of things. You're like, can you eat penguin? Like, I don't know. They're cute, but right? Good. Um, but okay, this is great. So start with email. Start small. 
least amount of text fields and then learn from what you've done. And that's how you clean your data. Yeah. Very cool. Again, big, big job, but if you just take it bit by bit, you know, it's, it's uh, yes, yes, like, yes. elephant. Yeah. The most it's, I mean, it's one of the most, I think, effective ways to really just like be successful in marketing, you know, is just like, let's have really good clean data. And again, I think I mentioned earlier, progress, not perfection. We're not going for yes. perfection on day one. We're just going for progress and let's just, you know, I'm right. not expecting anyone I work with or any company to have their entire database cleaned up in a week, but let's just do it. Um, just, just make little steps of progress forward every, right. every day. Do make progress. Don't just sit there and blast your email out to, you know, the, the wrong <laughs> list. Cause then people will yeah. actually come and come and get you. And I, I know Pardot, you know, really wants to maintain its IP addresses. I remember working with one time and, you know, a client came over and they did a lot of work with um, religious leaders mm. who are, I didn't realize this, almost constantly changing their church and the location as they move from place to place to place. And so their emails change a lot. And so when they did their first email send, they hadn't done this mm -hmm. and they had a lot of bounces and they had a, not a lot of spam reports. It just people weren't there anymore. And sure enough, Pardot reached out and said, Hey, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, we, we looked at it with them and realized, man, they hadn't, really looked at this stuff in a long time so yeah well i mean even too like generationally speaking mm. so many people millennials you know whatever you want to say like change jobs you know it's obvious everyone knows oh, yeah. that it's like they change yeah, yeah. jobs more often than people who are older and so it's if we don't try to keep that clean because we know people are getting new jobs every few years or whatever the cycle is you know we're going to end up with john smith at you know all of his old companies and then we're going to get you know, bounces back from them. So let's right. try to stay, you know, stay with the times and, and keep up with it. Right. Interesting. You know, I was wondering even if, if data, I mean, it makes so much sense. I think right now we kind of cover that when we talk about knowing your buyer and personas, but I almost wonder if it, it should be its own step in the CSI, you know? I mean, I, to me, it's important enough, you know, and yeah. I've run into so many issues that, you know, why not? Again, it's yeah. one of those, I think, It'd be interesting to see where it where it's put on the roadmap for sure because I think people are you know would be scared to think about it at the beginning. Yeah. But I think it's important enough for it to be called out, you know, right. for for it to really be like you're doing all this great stuff to really mature your use of marketing automation. But even if we do all this good stuff, if we're still sending to the wrong people or if we still have bad data, what is it all for? You know, mm -hmm. so yeah. it's interesting, you know, good conversation for sure. Yeah. I was wondering, like, even like in the foundation phase, like toward the beginning, maybe where social is right now, you know, mm. it's like just a solid data. Like, have you checked? Do you know if it's clean? Have you yeah. used tools for that too? And have you fixed it? Have you looked at, you know, clean data coming in and that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Or even if it's just kind of like an over, like an umbrella over each, you know, each phase too. It's like in this section, let's focus on this. Oh. And then we can kind of like you mature your data along the way. Oh, see now, see now you're talking, there could be a whole CSI <laughs> just on data alone. You know? Totally. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Interesting. Yeah. And it powers everything. And it's kind of like a go between two. It's not just in Salesforce or Pardot. It's in everything. So. Everything. Yeah. Huh. For sure. Well, this is cool. This is really cool. I got a question. We've been working together for a while, but who are you? 
Where did you come from? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? We've worked together yeah. for three years and you don't I know, know who I am? <laughs> no, I don't know. But like, yeah. like, like before here and yeah. always are really fascinated and they, we've gotten feedback saying, you know, we love learning from people. But then what's really interesting is like where they came from. Did they, did you always know you wanted to do marketing? Mm-hmm. You know, how did this all evolve for you? So basically yeah. summarize your life in, you know, two minutes, essentially. Okay, perfect. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yep. Um, I went to University of South Carolina for college. Go yeah. Gamecocks. Yep. They're not doing so well in football this year, but that's all right. Mm. Um, so went to University of South Carolina. I double majored in marketing and management with a focus Ooh. on entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so I knew marketing was always huh. what I wanted to do. But it's interesting because... I didn't take one digital marketing class. Like the marketing right. that I took was the very traditional, like focus groups and, you know, uh, the, huh. the pricing classes of like, uh, why this box of Cheez-Its is on this shelf in the grocery store and why is it priced right. at $3.50? You know, it's like the very traditional marketing, like what does the color red mean versus the color blue and the use right. of logos and all that stuff, which is still really cool. I mean, I loved it and I knew that marketing was what I wanted to do, but digital marketing wasn't even in my, you know, like, what is that? That wasn't even a thing. I mean, I think that was kind of still the beginning stages of like digital marketing really becoming a thing. Right. Um, so I'd honestly be really curious, like if I went back to, not that I'm going back to school, but if I went to visit school, like yeah. if they're offering classes like that now. Um, but anyway, so uh, moved to Atlanta after school. Um, I worked at a large commercial real estate software company, um, in Atlanta on their marketing team. And that's where I got introduced to Pardot uh, or they used Pardot. And so I started using Pardot, um, really fell in love with marketing automation. I was like, this is cool. That's where I learned Salesforce. That's where I started like building reports and like becoming the data nerd that I am. Um, then I can't miss this my husband works for Pardot Salesforce. So like right. there was that, you know, of like, oh, let's just talk Pardot. Let's start talk marketing, <laughs> and, you awesome. know, all of that. Yeah. So that's still our, you know, dinner time conversation to this day. It's the things we geek out about all the time. But um, so was on the marketing team there for a while. And then I was like, I just love this Pardot thing. I really want to totally. do this more. Like I really yeah. want to focus and like teach clients about it, how to use it. So um that's when I met you at Dreamforce. What? what? Yeah, yeah. yeah which and Dreamforce was that? Which one? Yeah. Um, I know this is like dating ourselves. So like, yeah. Oh, what was, it was that? 2015. Yeah, it was, was three it? years okay. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we met at Dreamforce, heard about Chesh. I was like, this is so cool. You know, I can, totally. teach, I can teach people how to use Pardot and I can just talk about it all day, every day. Right. So um, yeah, I met you and I was like, Hey, this guy's pretty cool. And he's got a lot of cool stuff. Going on. So let's Help do people this out. thing. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> well, you know, I'm really interested because I didn't go to school for marketing um, or entrepreneurship for that matter. Um, I was like computer science and some communication mm-hmm. too. Um, so, you know, those classes you took, what, what kind of lessons do you think, like looking back now, because you didn't do any of the digital marketing until you did it yourself, like, you know, in the field, were yeah. there, have there been some lessons you've drawn on from school, you know, from the, maybe the theory you learned or any of those classes that, that, that applies to now? Oh gosh, that's, uh, that. I know it's kind of a crazy question. Yeah, it seems like, well, it just seems like so long ago, you know, I'm one one of those people where it's like, I memorized the things for the test and then I was like, okay, now it's out of my brain. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Like my brain only has so much capacity, but I mean, I think just a lot of like how people think, what matters Mm. to people and just thinking about that concept of like, 
um, you know, why, why does the color red speak to someone that can kind of be right. translated into the work we do today? Like what kind of content matters to someone and really like yeah. being along on the, the buyer's journey. Um, you know, so you're along the buyer's journey of like buying a certain dish soap, you know, or whatever, right. like consumer marketing, but then you can really translate that to like B2B marketing of the buyer's journey of, you know, what type of software are we going to purchase? you know, and, and it's really kind of the same stages, honestly, it's just, it just looks a little bit differently at the end of the day. So I think a lot of that, you know, that I learned in school is still relevant to what I do now for sure. That's interesting. You know, there's a guy named Dan Sullivan who, who likes to say that one of his, one of his unique abilities is he likes thinking about his thinking on things, you Mm. know, just why do, why is this the case? And it sounds like there was really a lot of emphasis on that in school and, not only the buyer's journey, but also thinking about people and why they make decisions and choices. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy to me, having not gone that path, is that I almost get the sense that we don't really do that out here. You know, like out in the biz world, we kind of, we skip over data and we also skip over understanding our buyers because it's scary. <laughs> right. And we take our cues from sales on it and, and then you know, build some campaigns out, but really we should be, you know, interviewing buyers, finding out who they are, taking yeah. out to dinner, you know, really get to their heads. Um, and then, you know, apply some of the lessons you've learned uh, in school yeah. around just how, how, how do we address them and how do we put them first? And to your point, all the content, all the different things we do should really revolve around them more than it should revolve around ourselves. You know, that's really, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, everyone wants to be known. Like everyone wants to feel known, yeah. you know, like that, even just at the core of that's just the core of humans is like, we want to have relationships with people. We want, we want to feel known. And so that still rings true with something as, you know, simple or whatever as like, buying software. I still want to feel known and I want someone to know what, who I am and what types of things I'm looking for. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a, uh, by the way, I keep saying interesting. I'm sorry, everyone, but this is really interesting. <laughs> I need like a synonym for that. Um, everyone wants to be known and that's, it. I almost said it. That's, that's the I word. I almost said it. <laughs> It's so, your buzzword for the day. Oh man, I need a different buzzword. Come on, Starbucks, <laughs> help me out. Um, so I think, yeah, so I'm like paralyzed by not saying the I word. Everyone wants to be known. We talk about knowing the buyer, but how often have we talked about letting the buyer know we know them? Mm. Everyone wants to be known. Maybe we know them. We're not letting on to it. Um, we've done the research. We know what they want. We know the content they want. And so maybe we sort of passively are providing them the best content, but what a cool idea to actually tell them, Hey, I know you. And I think sometimes we do that even here at chess. When we talk to people in sales, we're like, we're marketers. We know we've been there. Yeah. We know you're under the gun to get leads. So we're here to help you. We, you know, we know you and we know the pushback you get from the senior level. We know the budgetary concerns. We know this, we know this, you know? Um, and that, that's like taking it a step further, not just doing the research and knowing your customer, but letting them know you've done that work, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a thing called the challenger sale. I don't know if you've heard of that. I don't think so. It's a sales strategy and there's a book called the challenger sale. And, um, we actually, we, we do a lot of that here. And I, I found out I was actually doing that in sales accidentally or automatically, mm. which was, um, when the, you know, customer or the prospect first comes to you, instead of asking them, 
which a lot of other software companies will do. They'll say, what are your problems? Tell me your problems because they have no idea and they want you to tell them so they can sell you something specific to the thing. Right. We'll say, look, what we've heard from people often is, let's say in our situation, hey, I love Pardot, but I want to get more out of it. Or I don't have the time to do it. Or um, my team is really busy and we wish we had like nine other arms to help out. Or I know what I, where I want to go with strategy. I just don't know how to make it happen. Like what the, what's the best way to do it? Have you had those thoughts? You know, and people are like, yeah, like I had one, three and seven, you know, those were the ones I had. And so it's the idea of instead of waiting and listening, you're saying, look, we've worked with 2000 plus marketers. We know you and actually telling them, you know, that, that they're known. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like beating them to the punch, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. So crazy. So what are you doing now? You've got, you've got a brand new family. How's that going? Yep. It's great. I have an almost nine month old. He'll be uh, nine months soon, which is just wild. The fastest nine months of my life, I feel like. By the way, you look Uh, like you've slept a lot, which I think I don't even remember the first year. (laughs) The first month or so was really, yeah, it was uh, (laughs) a lot of like, I don't even know what's going on in life. Like what what day of the week is it? I don't even know what time it is. I'm looking at a clock. Still don't know what time it is, uh, but yeah, we we worked really hard, honestly, at getting him to sleep um, quick, and so he's been sleeping twelve hours since he was ten, oh, years wow. old, which is awesome. I mean, you know, we've had hiccups here and there, but we we worked hard for it, but it's it's paid off a lot, you know, a lot right. of dividends going on there. So yeah, I mean, nine months old and sleeping like a rock. So like you said, twelve hours, twelve hours, yeah, seven That's to seven. Awesome. That means you get to sleep. I know, I know. So we get like a couple hours at night just to hang out and like, you know, watch our TV shows and stuff and and all that, you know, sleep and feel rested in the morning and ready to, you know, take on another day. So yeah. That is awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) I mean, seriously. (laughs) It's so good. Wow. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, I hate you. Like, I, I'm up every three hours. <laughs> I know. Always happy to share, you know, what we did. Yes. You know, share that, share that advice for sure. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll give out your information at the end, and they can, you know, sure. ask for Pardot tips or baby tips. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm an open book. Happy to talk about whatever. <laughs> awesome. And, and so you have a big trip coming up too. We do. Yeah. We um, next next May, the beginning of May. So our anniversary is in May. So we always try to plan a trip. Um, around them we're taking 13 days away from the baby which yep. he'll be um 16 months or something okay, like that that's that good point, good timing so yeah. it'll be a good time you know for us to leave but still it will be gone for almost two weeks which i'm a little bit nervous about that but totally. he'll yeah. survive and we'll survive anyways we're gonna go to um france and then we're gonna take a few days in london as well so we're pumped so cool that. are you gonna do the the channel we're going to do the channel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so stoked. At first, so we started looking at it and we were like, okay, we'll just fly. And then the more I thought about it and like kind of crowdsourced some ideas and stuff, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like then we had to get to the airport and go through security and then we have to fly and then we have to get to the other airport and the airports are, you know, like outside the city. Right. And so someone was like, I think it's 200 bucks or something for a round trip, what? you know, just to take the train. And then we so get to cheap. go under the water. I mean, that's going to be cool. It's going to trip my husband out because, you know, he, he gets like his equilibrium thrown off with like oh, no. and things like that. But I'm like, let's go underwater. <laughs> so, <laughs> it'll be oh, fun. Yeah, we're it's gonna quick do, too, I think, right? I think it's only 
I think someone told me the underwater part's only like 20 minutes or something. So that's oh, not, wow. yeah. I mean, that's, that's super quick. I mean, yeah. I knew it was high speed, but yeah, yeah that's, that's not bad. Better. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. I was like, it up. Yeah, <laughs> take some, uh, take some Dramamine or something and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy him a, you know, buy him a drink on the way yeah, over. Exactly. Here, sit down. You'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay. So, that's yeah. awesome. So France and a little France. bit of London. Yeah. So we're big, um, big wine fans. Um, we've been Sweet. out to Napa a handful of times and love oh, that. Wow. Um, so we're going to do, we're going to take a few days out, um, in the Burgundy region. And we're going to do, um, you can get, uh, they have like a bike trail out there and, um, we're not like crazy bikers. It's more like leisurely, but you can like yeah. bike from vineyard to vineyard. So we're going to do that, um, for a day or something. And so we're pumped about that to, you know, check out the, the French wine scene. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that, you know, the typical Paris stuff, um, Fun fact about us is we're big Harry Potter nerds. Yeah. Uh, love us some Harry Potter. So when we're in London, we're going to do a day out to the Warner Brothers studios where they have all the sets and like all the really? sets from the movies and things really? like that. So that's probably the like one. set? Yeah, the actual set. Like oh, wow. Like you can go into the, uh, the, dine, like the big dining hall, you know, yep. where they do all their meals and stuff. They have that there. They have like the Forbidden Forest pieces of that that you can walk through. I know. That is really cool. What, <laughs> what, so, how, what house would you be in, do you think? Um, uh, I mean, I'd like to think I'd be in Gryffindor, you mm -hmm. know, like hang out yeah. with Hermione. and. I would agree. Yeah. You I know? would agree. I mean, I don't want to be in Slytherin because like, no, zero percent. I don't think that's so powerful my, my personality at all. You would be a great wizard. <laughs> wizard dress. Right. <laughs> and then the other two, you know, it's just they're they're kind of just like by the wayside like no one really cares that much about yeah. hufflepuff and ravenclaw so i don't no know offense hufflepuff some, like i know some ravenclaw crazy harry fans. potter fan is going to be listening to this and they're going to reach out to me and be like let's have a debate about this but yeah. <laughs> or maybe we'll challenge you to a quidditch match <laughs> right exactly <laughs> maybe we yeah. can play quidditch while we're out there i don't know maybe they um, have like, yeah. a simulation or something that'd be sweet <laughs> that would be really cool maybe yeah. on the main event we can get a little quidditch match together yeah let's do it I'll be See the I'll... golden snitch. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Catch Grayson. Catch her. Catch her. <laughs> like running around. Right. Dressed in like gold tinfoil. Yeah. Oh, oh that'd man. be so cool though. If like you, you made or something and like you hit it around the main event, like around where you were and whoever found it, like got to win the prize or something. And there right. were clues of where it was hidden. Oh, that'd be so cool. And I, or, okay. Yeah. Or like I could. That goes back to your scavenger hunt. Yeah, this, you know, from, this is the scavenger hunt. Savage, right. the savage scavenger hunt. Savage. Right. Um, yeah, or you could like get a pig or a chicken and dress it in gold. And that could be this like this thing that's running around, like no one can catch it, you know? It I mean, I don't know where you are that there's a pig or a chicken available for that to be done. But. There's pigs and chickens everywhere. Okay. I mean, All right. they're in our local supermarket. So right. I'm sure we yeah. can find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, burgundy drinking wine you gotta you gotta get that classic shot of like biking through um with a basket with like a, a fresh baguette sticking off the side and a I bottle know. you know, and know. the little beret like we gotta get a little yes yes hello <laughs> uh, that would be awesome what a yeah. cool trip I hey know. when you're in london um or if you're swinging through london there's a really cool place off of fleet street um down a, looks like it's an alley but it's like right to the left on fleet street and um, 
It's Ye Old Cheshire Cheese Pub. Is oh, what it's nice. And it is like throwback to Charles Dickens. In fact, Charles Dickens, this was his favorite place. And they still have his seat where he sat. And he wrote some of his books in this seat. And the floors are covered with sawdust like they, they were in the old days. Uh-huh. And every different room has a wood-burning fireplace that's burning wood. Oh, and, nice. And so it's like, it's legit. And you can get a, like an old beer where they pump it out of a cask as opposed to, you know, like on tap. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's like a throwback. You can sit in his seat. and That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to add that to my little, you know, my Google sheet itinerary that I'm yes. working yeah. on. <laughs> you just get like a pint while you're in there. It's, it's really yeah, cool. For sure. Um, they have really good food too, but um, yeah, just swing by, get a pint in there and, um, and yeah. And, and you would, know you could try this when you're in there. I mean, bring a business card with you, but I was like, Hey, my last name is Cheshire. Does that get me like free, free food or whatever? And he's like, uh, no, like, <laughs> but then he brought me a free pint. So I was like, oh, you guys are the best. You we know. won't give you free food, but we'll give you free beer. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's even better. I should have asked for that first. Right. So cool. Um, yeah. Buku pictures. You're going to have to take like a bunch of pictures. And, oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially the yeah. set. I didn't realize you could be in the set. I know. I mean, we're going to be, you know, total just fangirling out for sure when we're there. <laughs> you and Drew are going to fangirl out? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Both That's of us. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, hey, what's a good place for people to connect with you? You know, LinkedIn, is that the best or what, what do you Yeah, recommend? LinkedIn's the best for sure. You know, okay. I never really jumped on the Twitter train. No? I just have like, you know, too many other distractions in my life that I was like, I just can't add some, add another layer to it. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, that just wasn't going to work out. I think it's great. And it's a really cool way to connect for sure. And it's a great social media platform, but oh boy, if I added Twitter to the 700 other things that I'm yeah. doing in my life, it was like, that's just not going to happen. It's I also great- don't think I'm witty enough for Twitter. I really <laughs> don't, you know, like it's one of those, you know, oh, you, that's awesome. like the word wit is in Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just, of that. yeah, I just don't think I'm witty enough. So I don't think, I, I don't know. People would probably be, be bored by me. I'm sure <laughs> but, most people aren't witty enough for Twitter or Instagram, but yeah. they're there anyways. <laughs> True. Good call. But yes, LinkedIn's the best way to connect LinkedIn. with me. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, just Grayson Daniels. We'll put a link in the uh, show notes too. Sweet. Sure. Well, I don't know if you looked at the clock, but like time is just like flown by. Flies by. Like a time warp. Well, I I mean, that's what happens when you talk about Harry Potter for a little bit, you know, just. I know. I mean, I could talk about Harry, like I could talk about data all day. I could talk about Harry Potter all day. I was just saying, honestly, that the weather, you know, it's fall, it's October. So now it's like time to watch all the Harry Potter movies again. I don't really? know something about this time of year. It's like, yeah. all right, we got to start from the beginning. It's time. Especially if it's raining. You know, it's like raining and a little muggly out. Then. <laughs> muggly. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I don't know how well that worked out. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> right now people are like, no, no. I'm, like, I'm deleting this podcast on my favorite. Right. right. <laughs> that horrible, horrible pun. It was a good Can attempt, you, but you thank know. Thank you. Thank you. If, if, if you listen to that, you didn't get it. You should watch the movies and yeah, totally. find out. But mm-hmm. yeah, so thank you so much for you know coming on here and talking about data and yeah and Hogwarts. Of course, yeah, data and Hogwarts. I mean, that's my next blog post. <laughs> data yes. and Hogwarts. And you know, the show title is going to end up being something around that too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Working magic with your data. Oh, yeah. snap! 
there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. This has been awesome. Yeah, it's been great. I appreciate it. Awesome. And everyone else out there listening in, thanks for, for joining us. If you learned anything today, and I have, I've got two pages worth filled out over here. If you've learned anything today, then share this with someone, kind of pass it along so you can keep the magic rolling. Oh, magic, magic. So yeah, share this, share the magic with someone. Uh, But for everyone else there, we will catch you next time. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show.